The Golden Knights start to celebrate on their bench. The silver trophy to the Golden Knights. Stanley Cup winners, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Pioneers, really, for professional sport in this town. The boasts this week around being a sporting capital. They owe a great debt of that gratitude to that ice hockey franchise. One man who knows the town, the sport, and the team especially well is Adam Hill, veteran sports columnist, senior Golden Knights writer for the Las Vegas Review Journal. Adam, it's lovely to meet you. Welcome to SEN. You too. And uh, I, have, I have been to Australia. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, one time I came to the, uh, the Ronda Rousey-Holly Holm fight, uh, which was one of the great sports experiences I've ever uh, covered. So that was, that was cool. So thanks for having me on. That was, that was in Melbourne, wasn't yes. it? Yeah. yeah. At yeah. Uh, Marvel Stadium, Etihad sure. Stadium. Which and it was, was wild in there. Just <laughs> crazy. And then dead silent. Yes. You know, that was when Ronda Rousey was indestructible. Yep. Nobody could touch her. And uh, she gets knocked out. And it, was, it went from just absolute chaos to just dead silence, like what just happened. Yeah. And it was a very cool thing to cover. So it was cool. How much of this week owes a debt of gratitude to the to the Golden Knights? I mean, a little bit. Certainly the Golden Knights paved the way to show that sports was possible uh, in, in Las Vegas. But really, this week was made possible by sports betting. And, and it's not because the Las Vegas has sports betting. It's that everybody does now. And there was for so long this stigma. Ah, it's a sports betting place. You bet on sports. You can't go there. And then all of a sudden the rest of the country – opened up to sports betting, and then you couldn't say that anymore because you can't say, we're not going to Las Vegas. You'd have to say, we're not going to New York or Pennsylvania or you know, Michigan or all these other places that have sports betting now. So that kind of eased the way. And then, of course, money is everything. And uh, once the NFL and other sports organizations realize they can make money off sports betting and being part of those companies, they were all, all, in board, all aboard. So I think that's the biggest thing. But certainly the Knights did show the NFL. And in other sports, Major League Baseball now as well, that, hey, Las Vegas is a real city. It's not just the strip. It's not just glitz and glamour. There's people here. There's a community. And this works for them. How problematic, how, how treacherous had Las Vegas been for sporting ambitions through the generations? So I can tell you, I'll, I'll say with the NFL in particular, because first of all, the leagues were just so scared of, of what, you know, Sin City and, yep. and that, which, look, as somebody who grew up here, it's not that. It can be. But you can find trouble anywhere, right? So they were so scared of that. But, you know, there was a time when the NFL was so freaked out about Las Vegas and sports betting. You know, uh, NBC, you know, one of the major networks, had a show called Las Vegas. It was a fictional show, a drama, one of the great shows ever. I love, love, I love that show. But NBC broadcasted the Super Bowl. They weren't allowed to promo one of their major shows called Las Vegas. That's how scared the league was of just being any way associated with Las Vegas. And now, I mean, you look around, like this is a sports capital. It, it's crazy how far this has come so quickly. And, uh, and I mean, it, it's great to be a part of it for sure. I never expected uh, that the walls would come down, not only at all, but I thought it'd be a very long process. And really, as you mentioned, the Golden Knights come in, they're successful. They sell out every game. They're one of the best teams in the league. Every other, every other sport says, oh, this works. And now everybody's coming here. So this is the desert. What, why did it take ice hockey to crack through? It's funny. It is, it is funny. I mean, it was, just, it was somebody that was going to take a chance. And we always thought it would be the NBA. We thought the NFL was never going to happen. That was just not even part of the discussion. But the NBA, this is a basketball town. Um, UNLV, the, the college here, was one of the most prominent basketball programs uh, throughout the 80s and the early 90s. Uh, basketball is in the blood here. So everybody assumed it would be the NBA. But there was a, a guy named Bill Foley who 
wanted to bring a hockey team into the NHL. He wanted to do it in Las Vegas, and he made that happen. And there was a couple other prominent business people that were part of that as well. And they had the vision. They believed they could make it happen. And really, there was a, a, an era when the casinos didn't want it. And if the casinos don't want it, it's not happening. Like, that's bottom line. I mean, you, you're around here. You look around. Everything is centered on these casinos. That's where everybody works. It's such a hub. We've expanded the economy, but we're casino-based. And the casinos didn't want sports because they don't want people coming to town and leaving the casino. Everything was built for a long time for you to come here, go into the hotel, stay in the casino, and never leave. Yeah. And that was the business model. But MGM, to their credit, and Mandalay Bay is part of their, uh, their corporate umbrella uh, where we are right now, MGM said, you know what, let's build an arena on our property. So it's the arena is over you know, behind New York, New York, uh, behind Park MGM. It's part of their kind of campus. So they said, well, we can have people go to these events and then come right back into the casino. This could work. And so the casinos loosening up was also a big part of that to say, it's okay for people to leave the property for a couple hours. Yes. They're going to come back. Like, they're not going to leave and never return. So that was a big part of that as well. So the proximity of that stadium is, is genius. Yeah. Why do you think it worked? Well, there's a lot of reasons. First, it is a very, it's a very sports-hungry place. And we've seen, like, one came in and now they're all, they're all aboard, yeah. no question. And there was, there was a, a desire for the community to rally around something, and, and they got that. And, and as awful as it is to say and, and to point out, they were – I'm careful about the wording here – but the timing of the of the tragedy on the strip, the shooting that happened, really was beneficial to them. And and like, please understand when I say that, like nobody wanted that to happen. Obviously, it was the worst thing that's ever happened uh, in this town. But for those that don't know how that timeline worked, the Golden Knights' first ever home game was six days after that. And so this was a community that was badly in need of healing, and this hockey team that comes in has success right away. And the community was like, oh. Like, we have something, and, and we can bond over this. And one of the most famous moments in, in Las Vegas sports history was that first home game. One of the players on the team, uh, he was a veteran player, the captain of the team, Derek England, got up uh, on the microphone as the game was about to start. And they had the national anthem. They had all the, you know, pomp and circumstance. And then he took the microphone and spoke to the crowd. And he said, look, I don't know what to say. Like, we're just a hockey team. There's nothing we can do to change what happened. But we just hope to show you guys, you know, there, there's something here that we can, you know, be a part of and, and all kind of do this together and let's heal together. And that speech is, is so memorable because of when it happened, when it took place, and then the success that they had. I mean, I think it, it's easy to say, hey, they bought it over a hockey team, but they bought it over a successful hockey team. And yep. I don't know if that would have happened if, if, if that wasn't the case, but it was a perfect storm really for everything to come together. And once that happened, uh, it was it was all you know full steam ahead for sports in Las Vegas. So how cherished are the titles? So the Stanley Cup and then the the Aces back to back in the WNBA. I mean, it, it's huge, especially you know the Stanley Cup. The the famous story is when when Bill Foley started the team, he promised to win a cup in the first six years. Yeah, and people said, "What an idiot! <laughs> you don't just take an expansion team and go win a Stanley Cup." And they won in year six. It was exactly what he said. Now they made the Stanley Cup final in year one, uh, but they they didn't do it and and. To see a, a victory parade, a championship parade on the Strip um, was just a, such a memorable moment. So it was such a cool thing to be a part of. And sometimes, you know, as a journalist, you're, you're kind of looking at it from a different eye. You're, you're cynic. I'm a very cynical person and um, all that. But there are times where you just stop and say, that, that was cool. And, and that was a very cool moment, certainly. And the Aces had their, uh, their two championships as well. And not to diminish what they did. I mean, they're probably going to win another one. They're the, best, <laughs> they're the best team in the league for sure. 
but there was just something about how important because the Aces moved here. Um, they're you know as as good as they are as tight as they are to the community. They moved here, and, and the Golden Knights were born here. Which you know their their theme, their you know the thing they rally around is Vegas born, and uh, and that's kind of what they what they pitched. So I think that was a different kind of feeling when they won. So what's the feeling around the Raiders who have come to town and then who? <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean I co- I cover the Raiders. I cover the Golden Knights uh, when the Raiders season is over usually, and um, so I, I was around them. It's. There's, there's excitement because of the coaching change. A lot of people wanted Antonio Pierce, the new coach, to be the coach, and people are, are fired up for that. But they haven't had that moment yet, right? They haven't had success. They made it to the playoffs one year, but they really weren't that good. They kind of snuck in with some kind of fluky uh, plays at, at end of games. They weren't, they weren't that good team. When they get good, I guess I should say if they get good, but when they get good, it's going to be a massive Raiders town. Everybody will jump on board. One thing I know from growing up here, like this town is about winning. Yep. Um, I don't like that as sports fans. I, you know, I'm, I've, I come, you know, before I moved here, came from places where there's long-suffering fans of, yes. of bad teams. Um, and I, there's something bonding to me about that. That's not the case here. Like, it, you've got to win. And, and so when they win, it's going to be, you know, kids everywhere is going to be wearing, you know, jerseys and clothes. And kids that are very young are, are Raiders fans because that's what they know. Uh, but most people here already had their favorite team. They're yeah. already their allegiances, so they're they're slow to come around. But when they are good, everybody's going to jump on the bandwagon. How how good is the stadium as a as a centerpiece to to want to go oh. to the stadium? Never mind that maybe the team. Yeah, uh, very cool. And and, and the, they have the best uh, facility for practice, and you know, people want to come come to see that. And uh, obviously, the stadium is uh, a very cool very cool experience. Um, and it's just the proximity, as, as we were talking about the Golden Knights being right on the strip, the stadium's right across from the strip. I mean, we're here at Mandalay Bay in the convention center. We can walk. Uh, I think you can't now because of the way the Super Bowl setup yeah, is. Yeah. They've got the, the bridge crossed. You know, they've got the bridge closed down. But uh, for most games, people party here at Mandalay Bay in the morning and walk over, and um, you see just the mass of people kind of crossing over. So uh, the location, the proximity to the strip, uh, the fact that it's in Vegas, we're getting all these major events. I'm very disappointed. Uh, that the World Cup final will not be here in uh, 2026. That's what I was hoping that uh, would happen. But it's the actually the um, the size of the stadium isn't ideal for a soccer okay. setup. Uh, but if it was, I think we'd probably have that game as well. Um, we're getting everything here, and it's it's because of that. The the you know final four in college basketball is going to be here. Uh, the Super Bowl, obviously a massive event, but yeah, the stadium has kind of changed everything. Everything can come here now. So we're staying at Tropicana, which is about to be leveled for the ballpark. Sure. So well, play- baseball, it's going to be leveled. Yeah. I don't know if it's for a ballpark. There's a lot of there's a lot of pieces still to figure okay. out. We still haven't seen a design, right, of a stadium. We we don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know what it's going to be. Um, we they've never built a retractable roof stadium in a, in a space that small before. So somebody's got to design that, and now it sounds like they're not even going to try retractable. They're going to try a dome. Still too small for a dome. I don't know what's going to happen with the stadium, but yes, to your point, not to sidetrack you, but that is where it's supposed to go if it ever happens. Right. And the NBA? <laughs> Done they deal. they the boat? Or? Done deal. Right. It's coming. When? Well, I, I do think – I think they wanted to do it sooner. Um, they probably wanted to already announce it maybe a year or two ago. Uh, I believe, and this is just complete speculation, I'm not reporting anything yeah. here to you, I'm just uh, from moving pieces behind uh, the scenes, LeBron James wants to own the Las Vegas franchise. Well, that can't happen while he's playing. So there's nothing that they can announce. So I think Las Vegas and Seattle will get teams. Uh, they're going to be the next two in the, in the market, I believe. And I think they're going to wait to, to kind of figure those logistics out before they announce anything. But the NBA is going to be in Las Vegas. And here's... A crazy thing that I threw out the other day, and I don't think it's that crazy. 
I think the NBA might be here before baseball is. Right. Even though baseball's already announced it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the NBA might be here first. Yeah. So this will be the complete sporting town yeah. sooner rather than later. Yeah. Uh, there, there's no question. I mean, I believe it is already. Um, no, that's not the case. We don't have all four sports yet, so it's tough to say that. But everything wants to come here. If you, if you announce a sporting event somewhere in America – you're most likely going to at least inquire if Las Vegas is available. Uh, that, that's going to happen. And so, yeah, like, you know, World Cup Finals going to New York, other events go to L.A. Like, there's places. New Orleans is very cool. Miami is very cool. But I think if you're saying, I want to host a major sporting event in, in America, you're going to look at Las Vegas first. So in the history that you've just recounted to us, and it is meteoric, the yeah. way, how big is it this week to have a Super Bowl here? You know what? I – I'm hesitant to even, to even answer that question because it's it's so big <laughs> that it's it's tough to even grasp. Yep. And like we're in we're in the middle of this firestorm, and so to me it's it's massive. It's huge. We've been preparing for this for years, uh, but it's it's tough to even you know. First, you have to realize it's actually happening. Like this is real. It's not some you know thing on paper that we've been planning and thinking about and talking about. It's here and it, it's happening. And this is my seventh Super Bowl, seventh Radio Row. Um, I expect it by Wednesday, Thursday to be the most massive Radio Row event, the most massive Super Bowl. Obviously, the tickets are insanely expensive for people. Um, I I just think it's going to be this huge, huge week. Now, we're not going to experience much of it as media people because it's all happening around us everywhere, and we're here kind of in the belly of the beast, kind of sheltered a little bit from it. But all around town, it's just going to be complete chaos, and it's going to be wild. I saw you know, a bunch of restaurants are just opening temporary locations for the week. You know, some of the most famous restaurants in America, we're going to open a, a, you know, a real pop-up restaurant just for this week just because it's so big and the, everybody is here. Every celebrity, every, every athlete, everyone. So in future, a trip to Vegas will include multiple sporting events as well as your music and it as can. well as your magic. Yeah, and- if you, <laughs> first of all. I hope we're not associated with magic much longer. <laughs> People love the you know the old magicians. I went like to David Copperfield first night because I thought, uh, well, this might be the most Vegasy thing I can think of. It's, well, that's a 1990s Vegas thing. <laughs> I think no, no. I mean, he's great, and we have some you know outstanding performers, obviously around. Uh, but um, you know that that's what we were. You know, the shows and the strip, and, and we still are. But I think us expanding as a community, us expanding in what we offer. Uh, is is really what has made Las Vegas great over the years. It's figuring out that next element for, you know, went from the magicians and the shows to we're the top club destination in the world. Every nightclub was here. Every major DJ in the world was here. Then it went to we're a restaurant town. Every great restaurant's here. Every great chef opens their place here. We're, we're a food-based town, and now we're a sports-based town. Like, we evolved so well here in Las Vegas. I think that's what has made this place so cool. It's why I love it so much, why I never want to leave here. And yeah. it's cool, you know, and, and as a sports media professional when i was first coming up when i came out of college i said where do you want to move to where do you want to go so you can can pursue your career and i didn't want to leave so it's kind of a tough choice for me what's happened is that everything's come here so i've been able to evolve my career without even leaving uh, which has been very cool for me uh, in this business but um yeah we're just continuing to take that next step and to your point if you want to come here and see you know three four sporting events you can do it um, I, I think people will still find ways to, you know, just go out and, and gamble and party and do whatever they're going to do. But whenever you want to slide away to a sporting event, they're available. We have, I believe it's 11 sporting venues of at least 9,000. Wow. Yeah. So arenas, um, stadiums, all of that. I think we have 11 in town right now, which is crazy. And they're all busy. It's nuts. Adam, that is a great history lesson for us. Thanks for sharing it with us. The flavor of Las Vegas and Super Bowl week. Uh, you're a good man. Of course. Thank you. Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review Journal.